Welcome to Think Outside the Box Set, a podcast about learning to appreciate artists that have been misunderstood, dismissed, or are obscure. I'm Nathan Hunt, your guide through this Stygian realm, the underworld hmm. of these artists like Slayer, who we're talking about tonight. And who oh, and am I with? Oh, an appropriate metaphor. Yes. I'm Cameron DeWitt, and I'm also going to do that with Nathan. You better get some coins we're- on your eyes, because you want to pay us, because we're the ferrymen. <laughs> And you know what they say? Charon does not make change. Uh, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce that. Charon? I don't, I don't know. Hmm. We listened to Divine Intervention uh, by Slayer. Um, and uh, we're up there in the Slayer discography. Um, so if, you're, if this is your first episode, you might consider going to the beginning of this season. Um, but you're also welcome to just join in. You might just miss out on a few references to earlier albums. But uh, they are all labeled by season and episode, so uh, it's going to be real easy to find the first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just go back this to season seven, first... episode one, if you want to start our journey with Slayer. This is the first episode with uh, Paul Bastoff. Is that his name? Giamatti? Yeah, <laughs> with Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. Uh, Bostaff. I got it backwards. Box, uh, Paul Bostaff. Oh. Uh, is the new drummer for Slayer. I don't like um, him as much. Dave Lombardo finally left. We kept saying he was leaving, but yeah. then he finally left. Kept teasing it. Um, and Paul Bostaff uh, joins, and he's fucking great. He's really good. Um, and then apparently after they recorded this album, he left, and then he came back again and then recorded a few more albums. Hmm. So we got Paul for a while. Yeah. I don't like him as much as a drummer. As Dave? As Dave, oh, yeah. Like, especially Dave at his height of the last few albums. He was much more melodic and interesting. This uh, Paul, what's his face, is less Boss interesting. Less melodic. I, so this album, uh, the first song, Killing Fields, we'll talk about it more in depth in a little bit, but it's kind of incredible. Like, it's a really impressive song. Um, and the drumming especially is sublime it's so so good well, and he was in the rest sublime? of the album yeah <laughs> what i really want to know is what i got <laughs> we went to different sublime songs <laughs> i don't practice saint satanism <laughs> let me get another take on that i don't practice satanism uh-huh and oh that's it okay uh yep that's all i got <laughs> Weird out. I don't got no pentagram. There it is. There it is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Papa Camp in Sancho. Is that the lyric? What a shitty band. <laughs> Fuck that band, Sublime. Sublime. We should listen to Sublime. Have we talked about that yet? Oh, boy. I'd rather not. I mean, maybe we so, have to. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, let's not, though. Uh, <laughs> we've talked. <laughs> we've talked about p- potentially changing the format of the show. And uh, last week we talked about it on air. And uh, I've just been getting really horny for uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers season. Oh, like, shit. I really want to do that now. Uh huh. So mm. we'll have to keep talking about that. But I was just like, yeah, I, re- I really got to revisit that. Like, I spent s- I listened to every one of their albums like a lot. Mm-hmm. And and then I haven't listened to them for like 15 years. Um, so I would love to go back and uh, see if any of it is sal- salvageable at all. We'll hmm. see. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I feel like then again, this is a conversation we not necessarily have to have on air, but 
I think it might be fun to try a season or yeah. of um of like a little bit less in depth um talking about artists. So we talk about maybe an artist's you know, most prominent album or like a greatest hits album or something, and then right. blitz through more artists, but a little bit less in depth. Sure. I think that might be fun to try and might be good. I mean, we might consider setting up the entire show that way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Especially uh, people like us- Willie Nelson or the residents, right. multiple people have told us we should listen to. Uh, they have like 50, 60 albums or something. And I think it would be right. great if we could talk about these artists without having to shackle ourselves to like a year and a half of <laughs> listening to them. exclusively. <laughs> yeah. So everyone, uh, you know, if you have an opinion on this, write in. We're talking about changing the format or changing the uh, the requirements for our artists. So, like, you know, how we don't want to necessarily alienate all of our super fans, but we also want to, like, open up the show to someone who, might, you know, might not want to listen to uh, 14 episodes of Slayer or however many we're going to do. Maybe they just want one or two, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, let us know. We'll, we'll finish Slayer, but, uh, maybe by the time we finish this, finish this, uh, season, we'll be talking about, we'll, we'll be doing it a little bit differently. Um, unless y'all, uh, threaten to stop listening and <laughs> report us to iTunes or whatever. Hold us hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So anything else, um, in general about this album you have to say? Uh, I yeah, I'm just like a not not a big fan of it. I definitely liked the last one a lot more. Mm. Um, uh, there's a yeah, that that's mostly what I got. Uh, there's a Jeffrey Dahmer song in this that I think is uh, I don't know, kind of affecting and and kind of well put together, but I don't. But at what cost? <laughs> at what cost? Yeah. So here's the deal. I didn't prepare super well, so I'm going to let you okay. drive and I will be encountering the lyrics for the first time. I listened to all the songs, but I didn't. You read just didn't take notes. Yeah. So I'll be encountering them for the very first time. Okay. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them, I, I honestly I just had trouble really engaging with. I don't know if I'd be able to synopsize every song, but uh, the lyrics let's you just, mean? Uh, start. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this, this album, it, it, it's more screamy. Um, I think there was some ice cream near the recording studio and they were all (laughs) screaming for it. Let me tell you. Uh, oh man, it's harder. It's It's, the ultimate muse. Yeah. Ice cream bands. Yeah. And metal really is ice cream. brands bands. Fuck. Um, Slayers joined the nineties, baby. This sounds like a nineties album. The last one sounded like eighties albums and this one, I feel a definite influence from Nine Inch Nails. I feel a definite influence from Grunge also. Um, so, Do you I, like the screaming? Mm, well, I think if we're going to place it in relative terms, do I like it more than his sort of yes. atonal... I don't know. I, I feel like I can... I don't I don't have strong feel honestly I don't have strong feelings either way about which one I like better. I um, like it more. You like I it more. really disliked his like like weird punk voice like yeah. sort of <laughs> like not it's just you could tell that he wasn't being very loud behind the mic, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Cuz you can always tell like whether someone's being um actually loud or whether they're being quiet and then turned up. 
Yeah. And it's like they've never had the production ability to to make him actually sound intense. And I think he actually sounds intense in this one. Yeah. So he's going camping, baby. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, intense. Get it. Um, so I also hear the influence of grunge. I think one of the main things that grunge did in the music industry was just suck out any trace of humor or kitsch. Um, because so many grunge bands were just deadly, deadly serious. I think, I think Nirvana had like a little bit more humor than a lot of them did, but most of them are just like kind of dreary in tone and you know, metal in the eighties has like a kitschy kind of silly quality. And the, the ultimate expression of that of course is hair metal, which is just like pure kitsch and nothing else. But you know, you, you look at like their, their live undead album, which features like cartoonish drawings of them as dead zombies rising from the grave with their instruments. Yeah. That's just like, kind of silly silly. yeah they definitely didn't i don't think they meant that as like oh man this is so cool i think they were like huh look at that um so this is definitely darker and more serious it sounds angrier partially because of the screaming partially the production is just like harder and more intense um and it does sound like nine inch nails is having a little bit of an influence too on some of these songs hmm should we talk about killing fields sure so this is a song about the way that um you know uh gmos and monoculture can like sort of destroy land um, and make it uh, uh, unusable for for planting I see in the future. Um, yeah, you're making a joke. <laughs> like pesticides, you're making a yeah, <laughs> killing fields. Yeah, I get it. Killing fields is is yeah. it is it fields that are for or perform killing, or is it a, an imperative or a description talking about someone killing the fields or something? Can yeah, I, your thoughts. Um, can't beat the rush that leaves a suicidal hold. That's all about, um, that's all about type two commodity corn. Oh, um, I get it now. And the rush of people to, uh, over the government to, um, uh, incentivize making more corn than, uh, it can actually be used. And it's suicidal because, um, it's killing everyone from uh, type two diabetes mm-hmm. and uh, destroying yeah. the earth. Yeah. Cameron, is this about anything specific? Because the phrase killing fields refers to a few specific things, probably most famously the Khmer Rouge uh, and the killing fields in Cambodia in the seventies. I'm not sure that's how that's pronounced. Is that? Well, I think Rouge. It looks like Khmer. <laughs> Khmer? Khmer Rouge? How would you yeah, pronounce it, like it? Mr. Khmer. Smart Guy? Huh? I feel like it's like Kamai or something. Like it sounds totally different. What? Um, Let me look it up on Wiktionary. I might be totally wrong. Um, um, Khmer. Hey, you, Khmer. Um, looks like there's a. It's a little bit uh, up for debate. Anyway. Yeah. You were saying it's about the killing fields. Well, it could be that, or I just looked it up on Wikipedia. And another option could be the Texas killing fields, which is an area bordering the Calder oil field in which there is 30 bodies of murder victims that were found in the early seventies. I guess serial killers or multiple serial killers. What? (gasps) 
Wikipedia says serial oh. killers plural. Oh my god. Crazy. Oh, they're like oh Wonder my god, it, they're like 13 and 12. They're really young. The the serial killers are? No, the victims, dingus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh yeah, so I mean, a sociopath with empty eyes and no soul, paranoid, psychotic heart of stone, my blood runs cold. So that seems like maybe it's about a serial killer. Uh just like the choice to kill. Mm, yeah. It doesn't it seems like it could be about war, but it seem but most of this album is about murder. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, instinct spares no one destroying the human heart. Haste to blood can rip your soul apart. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems pretty vague. Uh these these songwriters, Carrie King and Tom Mariah, you know, they they just sort of mishmash a bunch of kind of ideas to have a vague description of how they feel or an idea. And I don't think they're really concerned with um, uh, being specific. <laughs> I think that's very correct. Cause I read these yeah. lyrics and it just sounds like generic uh, murder stuff. Yeah. Hey guys, guys, do you, do you ever think about murder? Isn't that, <laughs> that's like crazy and spooky and metal, isn't it? Huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah we could explore that? that topic in like, I don't know, like 12 albums at least, right? Yeah, at least <laughs> full of the same song, at, uh, lyrically speaking. Uh, do you have anything else to say about the lyrics? I got a lot of musical notes on this one. Devils that drive us do not discriminate. A state of mind that becomes the ultimate end. Uh, fine. <laughs> a sociopath with empty eyes and no soul, paranoid, psychotic, heart of stone. My blood runs cold. I'm glad that the devils are like uh, e- equal opportunity tempters and t- and torturers. That's good. Yeah. Although, is equality enough? I think we need to take some corrective Equity. action. Let's let's have <laughs> equitable devils. <laughs> let's have some affirmative action for the murder victims. <laughs> Too long uh, has there been a white monop? Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. Next uh, song. What do you want to talk about? No, I want to talk about the music in oh, Killing okay. Fields. Okay. Yeah. Do it. So there's a, an incredibly fast drum intro, which I think is a great way to introduce Paul Bostaff. Was Do you it, think that's the fastest we've heard drums in uh, in Slayer? Maybe. Was it slowing down there at the end? Did it start faster than the rest of the song is? Uh, it's possible. Hmm. I mean, they they fluctuate tempo constantly in this band. Yeah, that's true. So, like, I don't. I always feel like they do it pretty musically. So, I don't. I don't necessarily mind. Hmm. Um. So, uh, we got another example of um, uh, uh an odd time signature. Uh, play this uh, sample of uh, five four time. That is like so uh, really dizzying. <laughs> yeah, um, because I think they're dividing that five four in half as well. Like I think the drums are doing five four. And I think the guitars are going five eight inside. Oh my god! They're going like or something like that. Um, it's so, so mathy. If if you have trouble, what? It's so mathy, like math right. metal. If you're having trouble detecting the time signature or counting it out, um, that makes sense. I had trouble with it too, and I'm uh, sensibly uh, 
supposed to be very equipped to do it. <laughs> I'm pretty like sure it is in five. Um, so maybe play that sample one more time. And while the listeners are listening to this, I would recommend that y'all uh, just try to like bob your head to it. And then when you can't, you'll be like, oh, <laughs> this isn't in four. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I should have said be careful <laughs> don't hurt yourselves <laughs> well now i done broke uh, my neck uh, so then uh tom tom Araya comes in and he sings in five uh over the top of this so that's like i said before it's it's one thing to write a riff that's in an odd time signature it's a whole other thing to write lyrics in an odd time signature because it's just so unprecedented in music in general, at least in Western music, um, to write lyrics that don't just fit like stanzas, hmm. um, like uh, like four four stanzas. Yeah. So Glenn Hansard has a five four song in the movie once. Uh, yeah, and he sings over it. Uh, is that the one where when your mind's made up, when your mind's I think that's a chorus, yeah. made up? It has a really cool yeah. piano part too. God, that's a good movie. Yeah, I like that song. Should watch that. Movie a, it again. is a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, he, uh, yeah. So play this uh, five four with Tom with vocals. Yeah. Yeah. You know the feeling when adrenaline takes control. Can't beat the rush that leaves a suicidal hole. It's these best the one destroying the human heart. The taste of blood can rip your soul apart. The, the cool thing about that is I haven't like transcribed it or anything, but it's not just like he sings in four and then waits for the one extra beat to happen and then sings another thing in four and then waits for another beat. There's a lot of moments in there where his lyrics, um, the rhythm of his, the natural rhythm of his lyrics actually outline, um, outline the odd time signature. Mm-hmm. Um, they specifically fit like they would be harder to sing in four four time. Um, like when he sings the lyric, uh, like specific words work really well, like discriminate or, um, uh, what, uh, is that? I'm sorry. I got a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, I thought <laughs> it, it's, it's hard so. to hear. Nope. It's hard to hear his lyrics. Uh, and, or to hear him sing and know where he is in the song, uh, because he's not enunciating very much in this album, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just, uh, I really appreciated that. And then the rest of the album for me was downhill. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> this is definitely my favorite song musically. Uh, I thought it was really impressive. I would definitely recommend listening to the whole thing. It takes you on a whole journey. It's pretty sophisticated rhythmically. Um, and, uh, it's some of the best lyrical delivery, if not the best lyrics mm-hmm. and definitely not the best lyrics. Yeah, for sure. But are there good lyrics on this album? That's not a rhetorical um, question because I haven't read them. Right, 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 right. Uh, I think some of them are better than songs from the past. Okay. That's from, from their past. Something <laughs> that's anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing like uh, really moved me. Like I didn't like it as much as um, that one that you really liked in the last album um, or uh, the song about witches. Um, which? Which? 
Which yeah. which which song? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh can I suggest a song to talk about? Please do. It's called Ditto Head. There are a lot of words in this song, and he says them real fast. Those phrase links are kind of funny to me. It's very ICP. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a very hard song to just parse apart. Um, Ditto Head, of course, refers to a fan of Rush Limbaugh, who oh, was I didn't know that in the '90s, starting his meteoric rise to controlling now the presidency of the United States. Um, yeah, so it's I do not know why he or he calls his fans that, or the fans call themselves that. Uh, it seems pretty stupid and it almost sounds like uh an insult you might say like oh that guy is not thinking for himself he's just a real ditto head yeah it's like saying you're a sheep yeah exactly but for some reason that's the term they use and he uses for fans of him which is bizarre um so this this song lyrically Starts, this fucking country's lost its grip, subconscious hold begins to slip, the scales of justice begin to tip. The legal system has no spine, it's corroding from inside, slap your hand and you'll do no time. So this is really echoing a lot of the rhetoric from Republicans in the 90s and, let's be honest, some Democrats in the 90s like Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and I think Bill Bill Clinton also. Super criminals. Yeah, super predators. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So they were um, advocating for, I think they might have even called it criminal justice reform. But what that really meant was just throwing people of color in jail for even longer. Um, yeah. That's the net effect of how it, it ended up. Uh, so the thing that I'm yeah, not. The, hmm? Go ahead. The, this song seems to be like it's, it's saying that there's not enough deterrent for, for criminals and that. Right. Like, unless the punishment's going to be worse, um, people are going to uh, <laughs> just keep murdering because murdering is it's more fun. fun I mean, let's, yeah, let's than be honest. It is, uh, <laughs> it's more rewarding than the justice system is um, uh, penalizing. You know what they say, Cameron. Murder is its own reward. <laughs> um. So the the thing that's interesting to me about this song is I can't tell if they're being ironic or not. It's it's a little bit like Poe's Law. Um, have we just have I talked about that on this show? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's brief, say it again though. Brief. <laughs> say for, it, for say it again listeners. now. Huh. <laughs> Poe's Law. What is it good for? Um, it is the law that said. Well, not law, but it it is the uh, principle that says that the cl- the more extreme that somebody and their ideology gets, the harder it is to distinguish that from a parody of that ideology. Right. So this is, this is like reached its ultimate expression in the Donald Trump presidency where it's so extreme that it's, it's like satire has become meaningless because it's like, it's like the hashtag, not the onion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Basically. Like when you, when you share an article and you're like, just to be clear, this is not a parody article. This is real. Yeah. This actually (laughs) sounds so ridiculous. (laughs) Yep. Um, so when we get, you know, 
reality on vacation all across a blinded nation, mentally under sedation. Anyone can be set free on a technicality. Technicality. Explain the law again to me. Huh? This is so, such a shitty like attitude. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. And it's I don't because Slayer has in the past attempted that kind of bald faced irony. Um, yeah. Like I think they had a song from the perspective of a of a of a televangelist that was very much in this mold of like saying these things in that the voice of the character, but very implicitly ironic. And I just can't yeah. tell what this song <laughs> is going for. Is it is it espousing these views or satirizing them? Um, well, at at the very end of the song. Um, oh, I don't even understand that the- part. There are the lyrics, violence is my passion. I will never be contained living with aggression and its everlasting reign. It it seems like the character is kind of coming out at the end and saying, like, I'm one of the people who is going to benefit from uh, this, like, lack of oversight. (laughs) (laughs) Social slaves caught in my rage. Uh, Administrative anarchy. There's nothing you can do to me. Cameron, what is a social slave? Um... I don't know, <laughs> a slave to society. Uh, hmm. I just defined the, fashion. the term by by using the words of the term. Yeah, there you go. You know, like a slave so, to society is like a slave, like of socialness, right? Yeah. Um, but I, as much as I can't tell what the point of this song is, I do appreciate the way that it does capture this political mindset. And it really makes me think of um, something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Instead of trying to orient politics around the ideas of quote unquote liberal or conservative, I am trying to think of politics in terms of uh, progressive versus conservative. Sure. And in this country, we do not have a progressive party. We do have a conservative party, the democratic party um, because progressives want to embrace change and make it happen quick conservatives want to slow down change and take a very measured approach to it and not rock the boat too much. And then you have people like the Republican party or the people uh, typified in this song that are a reactionary party or people, and they want to roll back the clock of progress and go back to the way it was. Right. Um, And the Republican party has been like that since the, uh, political reuni- realignment after the civil rights struggle for obvious reasons yeah. <laughs> why they would want to roll the clock back after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I sort of feel like this song, I feel like Slayer, if they can be bothered to actually take an honest stance on something, I feel like they are on the side of Rush Limbaugh. Interesting. What makes you think that? And cause, cause at the end, I feel like they're playing this villain. Um, it's sort of like a surprise and it's not very well put together. If this is what they're trying to do. Obviously it's confusing, but I feel like what yep. they're trying to, there's like a twist ending and they're saying, and I'm a villain and I, now I get to run free, you know, and like mm. do what I want. And I feel like that's a sort of rhetorical uh, device that they would use. Um, because if that's, if that's not true, then why would they have those last lyrics? Violence is my passion. I will never be contained living with aggression and it's everlasting rain. That's true. I think you might be onto something there. <laughs> the, the person who synopsizes it on the genius says that 
I don't know. This doesn't ace seem very... Hole. Ace, ace hole, but the E is a three. Oh, oh, him again. Oh, or, or, yeah. or he or she or it or they. Fuck. I said... <laughs> That's extremely transphobic. I, I didn't mean to say it. Um, or not even transphobic, but phobic of non-binary are you saying, genders. Are you saying acehole is a bot? Oh, oh wait, I don't want to be bot-phobic either. How dare you? <laughs> I don't want to uh, uh, implicitly criticize the robosexuals. Um, but th- whatever per- this acehole, they say... Uh, this song begins by criticizing the legal system for being too lenient on killers. And then the song quote ended up not denouncing the system, but advocating its permissiveness, which yeah. I don't does, does it do that? Where does it do that? What does that mean? What? Um, yeah. I mean, I think at the end, that's what it's saying. I feel like at the end they're like, but it's all great for me. Cause I am a Satanist serial killer though. Oh, that's what it means to advocate its permissiveness. But yeah. that that They're again like, is like implicitly ironic, and ah, this right. Song is just but like I think really the irony to... is try. I think they're trying to have the irony serve Rush Limbaugh's idea. I see. Yeah. Okay. Once again, Slayer being like super conservative while pretending to be uh, like hey, they keep using the they keep using the word anarchy uh, negatively. Which is like yeah. totally opposite from like their punk roots. Oh, totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, this government needs to like crack down. <laughs> so There's so- too much so anarchy. Yeah. More government, please. So I could be wrong, but if I'm wrong, I don't think it's my fault. I think it's their oh, fault totally. for making a song yeah. that's confusing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, another so, song you want to talk go, about? There you go, Poe. Uh, uh, mm. Are you going to say no? And are we going to be done? Is that, is that what's about to happen? Uh, I think it's worth talking about sex murder art. Colon in between each. Uh, colon? I thought there was a period in between each. Oh, on uh, Genius, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a comma. colon. On Genius, it's a comma. Dude. Mm, comma is what I meant. <laughs> is that a comma in your colon? Or are you happy to see me? <laughs> Man, the net effect of the change in production and screaming and stuff makes the music a lot more abrasive to listen to, which I think makes it less accessible to people huh. overall. I, probably, I would say. I don't you think know. the production, because the production's better, it makes it more abrasive? Um, I think, hmm, I think it sounds more distorted overall to me. Um, I could kind of hear that because like or it's a different the production kind of wasn't maybe the production wasn't as good in the past. So even if stuff is really distorted, it kind of gets lost in a wash. Yeah. So maybe because like each distinct element is louder and, and more distorted um, and more and you can you pick them apart more. Maybe it <laughs> it's more abrasive because you're actually really having to listen to the parts. Yeah, I didn't have any any issue with it. I didn't necessarily so, mean that I don't like listening to it. I just such a grandpa. That, okay. <laughs> Get off my lawn, etc. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh what's uh, this, what's the song about? Se- se- sex murder art. Um so in this song it I ca- I can't tell if this is a BDSM relationship 
or um and the song is within the character w- within the role play within the BDSM or if this is a uh a song about a literal person like tying up uh a a a victim and like raping them yeah it does say in the chorus raping again and again yes but like i i mean once again like I mean, I, I'm so ignorant for like BDSM stuff, but like, is there, uh, can you use that kind of language in the BDSM community as long as you're not saying your safe word or something? Like, I don't know. I'm so ignorant. I really don't know. So I yeah. don't, <laughs> is that, are you, I don't want to, are you saying you want to this area? Are you, um, not really. And that's <laughs> why, I mean, I'm so ignorant is cause I'm just like, I don't, I don't think that I need that. <laughs> so don't need like, it, huh? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, dude. I I do not want to throw shade on people who like to role play or I understand that role playing and fantasy can be very powerful, very positive things in the lives of a lot of people. But again, it's so unclear in the song whether it is fantasy or role playing or some kind of bondage thing or if it's just an actual rape. I mean, this is like what I've said before. If you have some sort of wink or nod in the song, does that destroy its effectiveness? Hmm. I mean, if you're like in on what it is, <laughs> I feel like it destroys its effectiveness by not cluing us in. I mean, right. I, unless, unless I think this is what you were talking about. Whatever. The last time we talked about this is, I think it may have been a. Uh, I think it was Slayer. T Pain song. Maybe it's T Pain. Oh, maybe it was T Pain. Yeah. yeah, where it's like, is the song itself a sort of uh, fantasy role playing thing? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I, I mean, in a way, I feel like all Slayer stuff is. Well, and that's not true. Not all of it is. Some yeah. of it is just literal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not ironic. All right, go ahead. Go what? I, I interrupted you. Crosstalk. Ah. Um. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say. I don't think I had much else. It's just, yeah, I, I don't think, especially when it comes to the subject of rape, that you should try to write a song that is a role playing <laughs> fantasy. I think if you're doing that, you should make it clear or at least bring people along with you. And that might make it so that it's less of a fantasy because you're, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> But I, I don't think that that's a worthwhile goal because, it again, it'd be indistinguishable from a song that glorifies rape. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever heard of like a band. It's almost like what's necessary would be like in between each track for them to have like a specific audio trigger warning where they say, hey, in the next song, um, we're going to talk about uh, all of these terrible things and they list them off. And if any of those things are triggering for you, um, we would advise you to uh, skip to the song after that. Skip to track, uh, si- <laughs> track this six. This is like the most you know? boring and- skit on a rap album. God. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, is rap there- album trigger warning skit. <laughs> Be- because, um, because music... Um, the assumption being that someone is choosing to listen to this, um, like they have control over the remote or their iPod or whatever, like, or I guess not in 1994. They definitely had those they, in 1994. They, yep. They, they can turn it off so 
the it can't be non-consensual because the person can just turn it off whenever they want. And the idea is that if you're buying a Slayer album, you're getting ready to listen to some upsetting shit. Um, mm-hmm. Like maybe that kind of infor- like that kind of implied consent can actually work in the context of music. I don't really know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to like understand why they would do this. And honestly, the, the answer is probably just like, Oh, I don't fucking care. I just wanted to write like a, like a, a song about like a sick dude who wants to kill ladies. Yeah. <laughs> and rape them. Yeah. You know, so that's like, I'm probably giving it way too much credit, but I'm sure you are. But just like any fan but, culture, you know, like, like will assign value to something way past what it was intended to have, you know? Um, and I'm wondering like, it, what do Slayer's fans see in this music and do they like this song and why? Ah, I have a partial answer to that from one Please. of the, one of the geniuses. This is oh, the great. only annotation on this song. It's from eight bit kids two years ago and they are annotating the lines, the smile on my lips, the look of horror on your face. And 8-Bit Kids writes about that, an eerie image of someone smiling as he is about to molest someone. How wonderful. I can't yeah, tell how wonderful. Is that meant to be ironic? Once again. <laughs> Once again. God. Um, Jesus. Well, I can look at some other 8-Bit uh, eight, eight Kid annotations. Okay. I'm just, I just say that I think that irony is not effective if you don't know it's irony because it's not actually performing the function of irony at that point. <laughs> come on people artistic oh, most integrity of this, most of this is um rap he's mostly uh they, sorry they were mostly talking about rap stuff it's one of those rappy guys huh? um, yeah um all right oh maybe he thought the song so, was about rapping instead of raping <laughs> he just it's misread or misheard or maybe, real rape maybe real he, rape <laughs> maybe he thinks that the word rap is pronounced rape you never know you know, you never know. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. That's pretty funny. <laughs> but let's move on. I don't really want to explore that joke anymore. Okay. All right. Uh, you choose a song. Ah, do I have to? Just based on. Oh, I want to talk about SS3, one of the songs that was banned in Germany. Oh, yes, yes. Jesus, I I listened to this song and I thought, in the chorus, are they saying hunting, fighting, killing whore? I was like, really? And apparently that is what they're saying in the chorus. I don't yeah, know. But why. what does that mean? Why are they saying that? Are they saying that Reinhard Heydrich, the uh, subject of the song, a high-ranking German, a German Nazi official, hmm. uh, are they saying that he is a killing whore? Heydrich. Don't kill those whores. <laughs> Wade through blood and spill some more. Remember, Remember to burn Heydrich. sense of mission. Assassination, oh. symbol of oppression. Nah, 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 <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Nazis. Hey, Dritch. Um, 
so yeah, this is a song about uh, Reynard Reinhard uh, Heydrich. This sounds like such a made up like Star Wars name. Okay, let's see if I can summon up, summon up. Uh, it's not the worst Star Wars name. There's literally a character in one of the prequels called like Sleaze Baggio or something. <laughs> <laughs> really stupid. Uh, let's see if I can summon up everything I knew about German pronunciation. Reinhard uh, Heydrich, probably. All right. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, oh SS three refers to the license plate number of the car in which he was killed. So he he was killed. That's good. Oh, good. They got him. They got him. The car got him. The Nazi <laughs> the adventures of the Nazi killing car. SS three. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds like a super fun movie. Yeah, well, you think so. But it's also hunting and killing whores on the side, too. Oh, oh man. Yeah. It, it's not the hero that we uh, deserve, but it is the hero we need. <laughs> Speaking of Batman being a fascist, which we talked about uh, in What's boy. in the Box Weekly. Uh, yeah, Either. I don't. This song is pretty vague, I think. Yeah, what? What is it? Ch- okay, so the here, wolf this, leader. It, this totally clears it up. I don't know why you don't understand. Check resistance from afar, planning the death of one. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, is this? Maybe this is the assassination. I was, I was trying to make fun of it, but this actually seems a little bit lucid. Planning yeah. the death of one. When the plot is executed, there will be nowhere to run. Ramica- ramifications will be high. I don't think you can say that. <sighs> uh, okay. At least they make it There's clear that they don't. high <laughs> ramifications way up there. Yeah. You're going to get so high ramifications, though. Uh, at least they're making it clear that they don't necessarily support Nazis. Uh, yeah, the wolf leader now is the stocked expansion state of horror. Guns echo over the grave. A thousand fates are... Okay. Murderous power brought to an end only to rise again. Um, protectorate of the dead. What the fuck Um, does that mean, Cameron? I don't know. It's like some of these lyrics mean things, but most of them don't are just Uh, like, you know, more of their hellscape stuff. Yeah, this line, the first line of that verse, the wolf leader now is the stocked. That's like so close. That's like 65% of the way to a good lyric. But it's like, it's like the hunter has become the hunted, but they phrase it yeah, in such an just awkward say way. Yeah. The wolf leader. The stocked. Now is the stocked. You don't, you can't the uh, stocked. That's not how people say things or talk or words. Who's the stocked now? Wait, uh, the, now they talk about a firing squad. A thorough sweep, prelude to death, secrets kept, but no one left. Firing squad begins their work. Harsh reprisal for what you took. Wait, was was did did they did they uh, put the car in neutral, put a minute, push it out in front of a wall, and then have a firing squad? Like that's shoot what him. They did. <laughs> they they had a firing squad shoot him in a car. Fuck up your car too, Carrie Underwood style. <laughs> what? Heidrich, take the wheel. I, I fired my gun into the car. I shot my gun into a Nazi car the other day. <laughs> well, he just died. Sometimes laughs, okay? <laughs> and well, I'll shoot on okay. Okay, now it's just become karaoke episode. That's a, it's a uh, Modest Mouse song. Bashful, bashful little rodent. Okay. Uh, Bashful little rodent. Uh, I want to start that band. Ooh, that we can be our uh, Modest Mouse cover band. <laughs> uh, 
Um, Do I have any anything else about this? <laughs> that's uh, actually about there, this. There's song? a fun. There's a fun 13 beat phrase length in this. I think it's like yeah, that says divine. Well, in your song sample, it's labeled as the song "Divine Intervention." Oh shit! Should we? Is that our segue to talk about that song? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I think I think it is for SS3 though. Oh really? Well, let's try. All right. Okay, so in order to find out, I'm just going to switch over to Spotify real quick and we'll listen to the very beginning of SS3. Yeah, I think it's an intro there. Oh, okay. It yeah, is. it is. Yeah. Uh, let's just fade out. So I didn't say the straight up time signature because it's either, I mean, I doubt it's 13-4, but I don't know how they added up inside there, but because uh, there's a lot of different ways you could interpret it, but it adds up to 13 and that's the thing that it repeats. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a catchy little hook that leaves you hanging for a little bit before it, before it turns over and starts again. And uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Cool. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about divine intervention. Okay. So is this like one of those like C.S. Lewis things where like if, you know, or like when you die and you meet God, if you're like full of sin, then you have to like suffer a bunch. Like God's the one who does the punishing. Like a purgatory? Um, and what? Like a purgatory? It's like, it's like, I feel like there's some stuff in uh, one of those C.S. Lewis books about how like. Oh, the fuck um, tape letters. You. <laughs> I, I well, I think he toned down the title a little bit for for the kids. Um, fuck tape letters. That's super funny. <laughs> Devil fuck tape. Um, no, it was in the it was in the one about like heaven and hell, um, where it's like it's basically this idea that like in order to redeem yourself, you have to undergo like a lot of discomfort and pain because having all of the sin burned away from you will hurt. I feel like that's what this song is about. It's like someone dying and going to heaven, but then God looks at them and then they burn up. Ugh, because uh, Lewis was such a hack. Jesus. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awaken in a web like hell. I, I, I like that one book where he described um, uh, uh, Middle Eastern North African people as like being evil people with garlic smelling breath. <laughs> And then he had all of the all of the dwarves call them uh, darkies. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's in the horse and his boy, and the uh, the final battle or the last battle or whatever. Jesus, um, there's like a whole Christ. race of people from a faraway land, and they don't put butter on their bread; they put olive oil on their bread. Savages, <laughs> evil. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that just takes yeah. like the the racist undertones of something like Tolkien and just ramps it right up. Yeah. Uh, you think there's racist undertones in Tolkien? Uh, dude, we've had this conversation. We spent like hours debating it. And basically my assertion is that in middle earth, uh, you have races of like 
beings or or even people. There's like entire races of people in Middle Earth that are evil. And right. I don't think you can say like an entire race is evil without being racist, basically. Uh, yeah, I guess I see I see what you mean. Like to make in in your fiction something that can't that can't really translate over into our <laughs> into our understanding of how beings are different. Like it's mm-hmm. just sort of irresponsible. I've been kind of struggling with that, um, with uh, star Trek a little bit. Bingo. Lately. That one too. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because star Trek, uh, many of the alien races are very clearly based on, uh, like mid sixties ideas that Americans would hold of people from, uh, yeah. Other like cultures. the Ferengis are supposed to be Jews and, um, well i I mean isn't it like a super anti-semitic like fiction haven't they been accused of that i think they have but i i have read that they were meant to satirize like reagan era um like wall street kind of things but again it's one of those things where it's like if you if you see it Then yeah. you're kind of implicated. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you think that it's was like a you user like, huh? me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Plausible deniability, whatever. Listen to this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there is an episode early on in uh, Star Trek Next Generation that's the aliens are just straight up Africans, <laughs> like West oh, Africans. Oh, that's right. You talked about that in What's in the Box <laughs> Weekly. There's a super, super racist early episode of Star Trek The Next Generation yeah. that I And it's all seen. about like these like black, uh, black men aliens who are like, <laughs> they're, they're trying to like kidnap this boy. <laughs> it's the worst thing oh, I've ever boy. seen. Well, apparently, that doesn't... The, apparently th- play into any apparently the writer and director got fired like immediately afterwards like i don't know why they didn't get fired before but (laughs) yeah at least why don't they get fired in the pitch meeting yeah totally um i don't i don't think in the script it was supposed to they were supposed to cast black people because there's some hints in the script that it was like um you know maybe still analogous to an earth culture like everything in star Uh, trek there was like a lot of lines about their long uh, straight blonde hair <laughs> and their fair skin. <laughs> it just seemed weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. uh, so we were going to talk about divine inf- intervention. Um, the only thing I have to say about this is that there's a part that start- sounds like Starcraft. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that on your sample. It's a recurring bit on this show. It totally does. <laughs> fuck around i'm about to drop the hammer <laughs> just a little star crap there over here <laughs> oh boy now i want to look up the star trek or uh, starcraft fuck uh starcraft soundtrack <gasps> it's not on spotify well if yeah, i can it's the terran it's yeah, the terran one it's one of the terran ones when you're playing multiplayer if uh, it sounds exactly like that it really does if i can find a sample <laughs> of it i'll i'll toss it in maybe Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. I mean, at least this song is about something. I mean, it very much plays into like a very stodgy, like conservative, almost like evangelical view of the afterlife. I mean, I don't, I know the evangelicals don't really truck with like purgatory, but it definitely does seem aligned with 
the ideas about human nature and sin. Right. <sighs> Who am I to judge yes. thy grace? Fuck, that's basically how Job ends, the book of Job. Oh, yeah. And it's very unconvincing. God's like, who the fuck do you think you are to criticize me? Look, at I, I made like a big whale or something. <laughs> it's it's a, very unconvincing. <laughs> Look at this big whale I made. <laughs> you ever make it. a whale, Job? <laughs> huh? <laughs> fuck you, Job. <laughs> I'm glad I tortured you. Yeah. But then at Slash the end, he gives Satan him a new family because you can just, you know, you can kill a bunch of people. But then if you get new sons and daughters, everything's fine. Yeah. It's a drop in replacement. <laughs> Ah, what a crazy book. <laughs> yeah, it's completely insane. All right. Uh, oh, it's it's almost uh, five o'clock for you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else we should hit? We haven't talked about very many songs, but I don't think it's true. we need to. <laughs> so I feel like we've covered uh, the whole gener- a- general like thrust or idea of this album or sort of its content in a general way on principle. Yeah, so we totally skipped the Jeffrey Dahmer song. Oh, but, um, should we? Do you want to talk about? Do we have time for that? Yeah, let's do that as the last one. What's it called? Two one three, the apartment number of uh, where Jeffrey Dahmer did his murdering. Oh, it's got that unlucky number. <laughs> God, these lyrics so, uh, are so fucking stupid. <laughs> I guess I should have said trigger warning, like for for most of this show, honestly. But like, yeah. especially for Slayer and ICP seasons. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, this is Jeffrey Dahmer, like you know, he killed people, and then he had sex with the bits, and then he ate the bits, and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, y'all know the story. I'm wondering, is this song? I, I was thinking, like, why are you guys so interested in this? And I was like, is this song any different from the current like cultural zeitgeist of fascination with serial killers? Is it coming from actually a profoundly different place, or is it exactly the same? Yeah, there's like this Ted Bundy movie that's coming out soon, and I saw a lot of people criticizing the trailer for kind of glorifying Ted Bundy, which I don't necessarily yeah, agree with. But yeah, yeah, people are like, you know talking about how hot ted bundy is i mean but that's what uh, people were saying at the time there there's there were like people who were like you can't have murdered those people look at how clean cut he is right and he like represented himself in court and was like really uh leaning on his own charisma and stuff yeah right um i did call out the first verse of this song for having incredibly stupid lyrics which is true uh, complete control of a prized possession to touch and fondle with no objection. Lonely souls and emptiness fulfilled physical pleasure and addictive thrill. That's just like vague and poorly written, but the lyrics do get more effective, but also grosser in the second verse. The excitement of dissection is sweet. My skin crawls with orgasmic speed. Ugh, that's a like chilling image, a lifeless object for my subjection, an obsession beyond your imagination, primitive instinct, a, pla- a passion for flesh. Primal feeding on the multitudes of death, sadistic acts of love so true, absorbingly masticating a part of you. Uh, shouldn't really use probably masticating. That's a little bit overdone. Yeah, like uh, have an om nomming. Yeah. <laughs> nom nom nom. <laughs> Every just absorbingly noshing a part of you. Crunching. Uh, crunch. <laughs> yeah. So I like noshing. That's kind of like, hmm. Dab your yep. face with a little cloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so that that verse is a lot 
better written in the sense that it is much more effective in conveying its imagery and its uh, yeah. impressions. It's I also think that's creepy. the one that I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of effective. Yeah. Disturbing. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's a song about yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, like, I don't know what this song is for or why, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's, Tom Araya is just interested in the topic. I guess so. At, at a certain point, though, just saying that if that's your defense for writing songs about Nazis and serial killers, it's like, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't Art wants what it wants, Nathan. I, I guess. Sometimes, sometimes it wants to uh, kill and eat and have sex with corpses. Uh, and sometimes it wants to uh, think about those people who do that. That's true. I shouldn't yuck any yums. Yeah. <laughs> any. Any ever. yums at all. Especially if those are cannibalistic yums. Yum, 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 yum. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, so, yeah, the they're more of the same in the rest of this album. You know, there's some like anti-religion stuff in the uh, song Circle of Beliefs. It's like uh, the resurrections waiting for a world without sin. The temples will crumble while awaiting for it to begin. Um, can't explain the reason why someone would rather live than die if dying is the only way to end a life of mental stains. Um, and then some like kind of more like, I don't know, vague, like, oh, I'm going crazy. Uh, everything sucks songs. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, a couple more murder songs and yeah, just, uh, kind of stuff we're come to expect and is becoming less and less interesting and we're less and less able to talk about. So I'm definitely ready for, Slayer to uh you know talk about something else. I'm I think when is their next album? When does that come out? Uh I mean next week after divine after divine intervention. Uh it is 2 years, 1996. Okay. So is that after the you know the whole thing where uh the murders happened after that song? Mm, I think you that was I mean? 98, I want to say. Ooh, let's look. Um where is that? So that would be under controversy. Um, and then. Whoa. The next album, Undisputed Attitude, is almost entirely covers of punk rock and hardcore punk songs. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. We got Minor Threat, The Stooges, and some bands I don't recognize. All right. So it was 1996. So like we might not actually see the effects of that in their music at all. But it, it, if so, it might not be in the next album. It might be in the album after that. But uh, I wonder uh, we'll if we should if, uh, we should consider skipping that album because it's a co- mostly a cover. The album. cover album. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. I mean, a good, good point, at least. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> Yeah, we haven't done any cover albums. We've done albums of people, uh, albums from people who don't write their own songs, but they're not necessarily covers. Yeah. Cover albums. I mean, Garth Brooks almost straight up did a bunch of cover albums, basically, but. That's true. Yeah. Blame it all on his roots. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we could just skip to Diabolus and Musica. Uh, I guess listeners write in if you think that we should check out Undisputed Attitude. Oh, boy. If you think it's worth our time. Apparently, there's a. uh, Oh. Ooh, there's some fun, uh, fun stuff happening in their cover of Minor Threat's song "Guilty of Being White." Oh, interesting. Yeah, and, that was under the uh, controversy part. Yeah, apparently uh, Slayer changed it at the last the end of the song to be "Guilty of Being Right," and then the front man said that is so offensive to me. And then 
King said the lyric was altered for tongue-in-cheek humor, saying that the band thought racism was, quote, ridiculous at the time. <laughs> racism. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I guess I don't know what guilty of being white is about. I do not either. I don't really want, I don't really care to know. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So if you want to tell us to definitely listen to that album or it's okay to skip, um, you can talk to us on, uh, Twitter at, uh, T O T B S tote BS. Um, because that's what we are. Or you can join our Discord. And Nathan, will you put the invite uh, the invite link on our... Will you tweet it out or put it on the show notes for this episode? Something like that, yeah. I finally got my act together. So we got a couple channels, just a general channel, an off-topic off, cha- uh, off topic channel, and an artist submissions channel if you want to... If you want to uh, submit to an artist. And then just... <laughs> if you're into the sub kind of the dynamic. Yeah. Punch my butt, uh, <laughs> ICP. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I always thought it was... A very... I, want you to, I want you to chop my back off. <laughs> I forgot that they kept talking about backs <laughs> getting chopped off. That's a very weird mental picture. That's like our whole show for like uh, months. Yeah. Just joking about that. All right. So you can tweet us at Tobias Podcast. You can also visit us online at boxset.website or email us at email at boxset.website. Apparently, we're going to get our Discord up and running, thanks to Cameron, finally. And actually, teaser, yeah. if you stay tuned, I think I'm going to put our uh, the odyssey of setting up the Discord after the final music of the, it's like How a post-roll thing. I, I made some funny jokes, so I don't know about you. You just, you, right. you came off as, as boring and dumb, but I had some great jokes. Fine, great. I'm glad. <laughs> I will martyr myself for this. Hooray! Or allow myself to be martyred. Yeah. Uh, you should also check out my show, Get Up in the Cool, um, without Nathan. If you're like, oh, I love half of Think Outside the Box set, but wish mm-hmm. there was more fiddles and banjos and less Nathan, um, then you should check out Get Up in the Cool. Uh, it is an old-time Appalachian fiddle and banjo show where I interview other people who play that music, and we play music together. Um, so uh, there's some... Really awesome just in the last month episodes uh, because it was sort of my pledge drive month where I got all my best guests. But I, I also have some incredible episodes coming up, uh, including this one that's all Métis fiddling, which is a mixture of um, uh, French and uh, indigenous Canadian and uh, northern North, uh, northern USA, um, central USA music. Northern exposure. Um, yeah. So like Montana, Dakota's kind of area. So, um, yeah, it's just like really interesting, uh, mix of, um, of those influences and, uh, what, uh, we get to hear, um, Jamie Fox, the guests, uh, she talks about Jamie Fox with one X. Um, she talks ah. about, uh, her, her experience being mixed and how like the being Métis meaning mixed in French and, uh, how being mixed in, um, USA is a very different thing than being mixed in Canada and we talk sort of about um, racial belonging and your identity and yeah it's just like probably one of the best episodes ever Ooh. so look out for that it's gonna drop sometime in February Sounds and the great. fiddling is incredible so okay 
And I, I do want to clarify for those who, who hear the, the, the term old, old time podcast, I just want to clarify it is on the internet. It is an MP3 <laughs> file that you can put on your phone uh, you or your iPhone. For wax, it's you not a wax, for a wax cylinder. cylinder. <laughs> it's not an, it's not uh, recorded on edit Edison phonograph. Nah, it's not sheet music, uh, of a podcast. It's, it's, Oh an my MP3 God, file. that's great. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, until next week with either Undisputed Attitude or Diabolos in Musica. I'm, musica. I'm Nathan Hunt, and I don't want to yuck any cannibalistic yums. I've been Cameron Duet, and is that a comma in your colon, or are you just happy to see me? Oh, God. <laughs> I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out this uh, Discord situation. Oh, you're actually doing that. Well, I'm trying to. Who you are? So, you know, like I said earlier, I have. I must have just done this in a total fugue state because I have absolutely no memory of doing this. Um, but I searched in the. I searched in the Slack. Uh huh. For a Discord, um, and I found that like link that I set up, and I guess it's like a Discord invitation. Um, and then I clicked on it and then I tried to log in mm-hmm. and it says that, uh, both Cameron DeWitt at gmail.com and, uh, get up in the cool gmail.com like that. None of, neither of those email addresses are listed. What? So I, I was wondering, do we have a think outside the box at Gmail? Um, not at Gmail. No. Should I try email at box website? Just maybe. Email it could at, also be electronic underscore mail at, although right. I don't, I don't think, <laughs> but then I don't see the problem is I don't remember doing this at all. Let me so search like, the email box for discord. Nothing in this, right. nothing that says discord in the email box. I really don't know what I would have done it on. Oh, God damn it. Discord is one of these apps that forces you to auto update when it opens. Fuck that. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Like Steam. Well, not only is it like terrible taking power away from the users, uh, sometimes we just don't want to fucking update, you know, because updates these days make things worse and break everything and are more annoying. Yeah, it's a real it's a real gamble. Yeah. And uh, but it also forces you to just sit here and wait while this damn thing is downloading. Oh, man, what else do you hate? I'm loving this negative energy. Ah. Grab, Grab about some more stuff. Rant, rant, rant. Have you have you tried this food on the airlines? I mean, what even is that? Is that even food? I got a yeah, an dude. F word for them. Yeah, light them up. Food not. Man, I really showed them. This is going to go oh, out on man. the entire internet. And it's really great to have brave friends because I'm not brave and I'm afraid to like take people down. And so it's really nice to be friends with you because I can just sort of feel empowered uh, through you. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome, man. This is going to go out on the entire Internet and upwards of ones of people are going to hear it. (laughs) Let me see. I'm looking up your profile in the discord right now. Uh, hmm. You're the you're the king of the discord. You have a little crown next to you. Did you know that? Great, fine. <laughs> well, shit. Um, it won't show me what your email address is. 
Oh man, what could I have possibly ooh, used as ooh. my email? Hang address? on, I'll send you a friend request and see if that sends you an email somewhere. Oh, great, 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 great. Detective work. You seen anything? Um, mm, not yet. My internet's also very slow. Mm, oh, that's right. Very good. Even on the first of the month. Well, um, actually, let me check. I'll let you. Please. Okay. Oh, no. It's super fast now. Oh, look at that. That's great. And by super fast, I mean it is 17 mibips. Mbops. <laughs> for download. That's not Okay, that maybe bad. I'll maybe I'll switch to the old Wi-Fi then. Uh and four mibips for ups. Um not great, but if I send whatever. you a, a link to the so they don't allow you to like recover your account if you don't know what your email address is? <laughs> is that the problem? Uh yeah, there's only a like did you forget your password thing? Oh. Okay, I'm wondering if I should just start a new one. <laughs> I guess we have to cuz right. you're the king of the of the Discord and if you can't get in, we're fucked, dude. Yeah. All right. Uh so it's just discord.com. I don't know. .gov .gov .org. By the way, I'm going to put this entire thing post uh, outro song so that everyone can hear the saga of how dumb and bad you are and how you destroyed all this entire discord thing that we've been promising them for literally months. Oh boy. Post refragmenting the widget layer. We've all been there. Ah, fuck you discord. What does that mean? It's just techno babble. Uh, They're pretending like they have a sense of humor. It's not working. Oh, is, is this for Vigi games? Uh, it often is, yeah. From what I understand. Word on the street. Kids these days. Uh, okay, so how do I start a conversation? There's a plus button. Well, you just walk up to someone and server. ask a question, usually. That's worked for me. Oh, interesting. Like, if I do a share link, it expires in one day. Mm. Oh, but I can set it to never expire. Okay. Now, this part's really fascinating. This is definitely going in the post roll. <laughs> uh all right but it won't let me edit it all right um okay this link is never gonna expire never apparently uh which is i think what we want all right so um i'm going to drop in the chat and well actually what i'm gonna do <laughs> okay no yeah this is the invite link so can you click on that and see if it worked I can try. Oh, this is not the computer that has Discord on it, though. I guess I should install it on my other computer. And not my other other computer. I wonder if what happened is, is, is I wonder if I just never verified my email. Oh, that could be. Because I just got an email verification. Uh, but then I never got an email verification email in the, in the first place. All right. Nhunt just joined. Everyone look busy. What? Ha ha ha. What? Why do companies like, think that they can write jokes? There's only one company that can write a joke, and that's Card Against Humanity, and they're the only one. Everyone else is tries. Is that a good game? Uh, I don't know, but the, the company does really fun joke events and stuff. Huh. Um, like, for instance, uh, on Black Friday, they were selling things for like 99% off, including things like uh, literal solid gold toilets and like the, the actual <laughs> Bill Pullman flight suit from Independence Day. 
Oh my God. Like no joke. They were, they were like selling these off. There was only one of each of them. Um, there was one that was like a trip to Antarctica and it was only like 50 bucks or something. So <laughs> there was like this mad scramble for people to try to, to um, purchase them and go through the actual checkout process. They must be fabulously wealthy there. Uh, they are somewhat, I think. Um, so something that we could do in the future is we could offer um, a Discord channel. Maybe we can make one of them private and so that like Patreon subscribers can listen to us record the episodes live. Yeah, that'd be fun. And um, they can hear all the be dumb, bad stuff that has to be cut out. Yeah, exactly. Well, like people might actually great? be down with that. Yeah, maybe all the all the like pee breaks we take and the big long pauses or when we say something super racist yeah yeah <laughs> but it would also be cool like if people are like responding in real time that could be like part of the uh you know part of the content that's true i do hear i do listen if to pe- podcasts if people that do, do that, that. like they they have a, a live stream and then they have like real-time follow-up of people responding to them in the chat room yeah it might be a little bit of a juggling act to <clears throat> keep an eye on the chat room while we're doing everything else right um but yeah whatever